Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I'm still a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. My guest this week is Katie Prentice. Katie is a photographer still, and now filmmaker, and now turned actor. I think if you looked up Ray of Sunshine in the dictionary, her picture would be beside it. You will see in this episode. She is just such a delight. And we recorded this at 7.30 in the morning, her time. Oh my gosh, she is such a trooper, such a gem. I know I've said this before about other guests, but there are those people in this world that when you meet them for the first time, you feel like you've known them forever and you want to talk to them forever. Katie is one of those people for me. She is just such a delight with an incredible story, incredible words of wisdom. We go into a deep dive about the difficulties of separating character from real life, getting into this industry at a later age, all this good juicy stuff. Please enjoy the ray of sunshine herself, Katie Prentice. I was going to make a coffee and then I was realizing I was like, I need, I went for a long like recovery run this morning and nice. I got back like a little bit late and I was like, now I'll make coffee afterwards. And I was like, I see your yeah. coffee there. And I'm like, Oh damn, I want a coffee. <laughs> well, I have time if you need to go. Make no, stuff. no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I am so not a morning person. So I've been nope. laughing this whole time at choosing the seven thirty slot. I'm like, let's go. It's like going to set, you know, you got this. <laughs> and it, I, I haven't interviewed that many people who are in either like LA or where you are, Portland or Vancouver, just because of like my people that I know are from this industry are like Toronto, New York. And so now that this podcast is, is, you know, branching out and I'm excited meeting all these great people who are on the West Coast, I'm like, oh shoot, I have to kind of open and expand my like, interview hours because yeah so many of my my like new guest acting friends are like I'm in LA and this is really early I'm like I'm so sorry but you know it's part of the industry though honestly like it's Mm -hmm. yeah sure like interview in the early morning but it's like yeah you have to show up to set like this too or even earlier or later you know so Mm -hmm. it's just like another exciting day in our world right that's right. And I can think, I can be like, you're welcome because I'm helping to train you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome for making you get up super early. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So tell me your story. How did you get into acting and filmmaking as well, too? Because I know you're a filmmaker. Yeah. Wow. Um, I always laugh at this because I think the common question, especially for us late bloomers, is, have you just always wanted to do this? And I don't know. Is that, do you get that question all the time too? All the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I never quite know how to answer that because I'm the honest answer is no. Like I didn't always want to do this because I never, yes. Did I want to be in a play? Sure. Like, did I, did I think acting could be really fun? Sure. But from a really far distance, like I never explored that or tried anything until, um, so I always say it was an accidental entry into this world. Um, I 
in Portland, like we've had a pretty active film and film and television industry in the number of years that I've been doing it. And I kept seeing sets all around my work and home and different things. And I'm like, how do you get on a set? That seems so fun. So here I was, I've had a photography, portrait photography business for about 15 years now, doing my life, raising my kids, uh, love, love the life that I've created, but also am super curious about this other world that I see around me. But I still don't think of it as a career opportunity. I think of it as like a bucket list item. So how can I get on a set? Let's put that on the bucket list. Anyway, long story short, I started exploring like just being background or something on a set. And in that process, I stumbled upon a casting notification for a feature film. And I'm like at work looking at it. And I thought, well, it doesn't say you have to be talented to submit. It just says you have to be interested. (laughs) So I have a little saying that I say, never say no for someone else. So because we often like say no before we even try something. So I put my name in the hat to submit for this role. Immediately, the producer says, can you send a self-tape? And I'm like, what is a self-tape? So I like Google self-tape and probably got some really bad advice on how to do that. And then called my husband and said, can you please come to my office? I'm going to do this thing. And don't you dare tell a single soul that I'm doing this because I'll be laughed at to no end. We did probably the worst self-tape known to man um, for this feature film. And I think, to be honest, something in my slate captured the attention of the director. And I ended up booking the role. And so here I am again, even then, just surprised by the whole turn of events. And like, this is even better than being in background, right? I have lines. I have a scene. I get to be a part of this amazing story that I was just like blown away by. And I'm on set thinking this is even better to cross off my bucket list. And while I'm there, I am just undone by the whole process. And I'm sitting there just, this is so fun and amazing. Like a child that has never been in a candy shop looking around, you know, and I'm thinking, how can I keep doing this? As soon as I was done, I was like, how can I keep doing this? What do I need to do? And so pretty immediately got myself into acting classes and just started devouring everything I could. So it's a wild story. That film um, is called Sophie Jones. It got distribution. Um, it's an, it has a a wildly beautiful success story. Um, so the fact that my first ever acting project was this like really great opportunity is kind of mind boggling and unique. What was it, do you think that about it all that was made you feel like that kid who's never been in a candy store, just surrounded by candy? (laughs) I think that I know one of, so uh, being a photographer and being behind the camera for so many years, like in a way being a mini director for every photo shoot, that I was leading, um, I'm sitting there just watching the lighting and the camera crew, just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, how do they know what to do? And it's, it's so, uh, it's like huge equipment and 
so much expense and, you know, expertise. Um, so I'm fascinated by that component. And then um, playing pretend, you know, I'm like, I'm a mom of four kids. So pretend has been in my wheelhouse for a really long time. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so it's it's the camera, the lighting, the playing, getting to play. And then the collaboration blew my mind because of being a solo entrepreneur for so many years. And I'm such a team player. Like I've always kind of wished I could be more collaborative in my work. Um, so getting to be on set and seeing everyone in such a s- specific role rather than every, you know, like being a generalist where you're having to run the whole show. Um was just, it was such a beautiful experience for me. And, um, I just, yeah, there's so many things that captivated me about acting in that moment and following that moment. Um, but yeah, you can just see how all the pieces of life kind of added up to that and needing to recreate that and wanting to just, um, continue exploring it. Yeah. Were you, Creative growing up? Were you a creative kid? Yeah, I would say I was. I mean, I, and I, I also had had experience performing, you know, in, in various ways through the years. Um, so like public speaking or, you know, learning, I wasn't a dancer, but learning routines for like performance type of like skit type of thing that was familiar to me. Um, I definitely, I mean, obviously photography was like something I loved even as a child, um, playing dress up with my siblings, you know, that kind of thing. Just all of that was definitely a part of my life as a child, for sure. What got you into photography? Oh, wow. Um, I, I started, so again, like I remember loving it as a child, like getting my first film camera going to college, I was an English major. So I've always loved the whole idea of story and writing in that whole piece as well. Um, and at my senior year, I had an extra, I had an extra elective that I could take. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm taking photography. And of course it was film and we got to do dark room work. And I always thought in my mind, like, one day I'll have a dark room in my house and, and I'll get to do photography as a profession. (laughs) Then of course it all turns to digital. And, um, I, it was about, it was early 2000s that I got my first DSLR and that's when I started exploring, could I do this as a career? And, um, yeah, I just built my business from scratch, um, in that time that was when we lived in California and then we moved to Portland, Oregon. And, uh, that business has done really well here. And, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a really strong experience that I loved. Um, and I do think there's a deep connection between, um, photography and the film world as well. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What have you noticed you've been able to bring from your photography career into now your acting career? 
I think that I have a decent knowledge of someone's presence on camera, um, watching people, watching, I would say my dream as a photographer is to always catch real connections and real reactions and, you know, authentic emotions. Like I love to kind of mess with people, like it pushed them a little bit out of their comfort zone. And then usually that response after we do something that's a little silly is just golden, right? Cause it's, we do something that we're like, you know, um, insecure, like uncomfortable with, and then we laugh or that we have like a connection and capturing those moments is, is just beautiful. That's what I always try to do is that raw and real, um, reaction or connection between people. So I think seeing, oh gosh, Janet, there's so many things that in my mind is flooding a little bit. So, um, having presence in front of the camera kind of under having a understanding of lighting, you know, as actors, we have to know where our light is. Um, I think I've worked with so many different families and clients through the years that just seeing different personalities come out, um, being a, being a student of people really, like, that's how I think about my photography is like, just watching people and um, being attentive to those moments. So I think it's a lot of answers to your question (laughs) with the connection, but I feel like it runs really deep. And then in filmmaking, you know, even exploring shot lists, even though that is like a new world for me and a high learning curve, in a lot of ways, but it also isn't in other ways, like trying to like thinking about like, um, you know, having an extreme close up versus a wide and, and understanding like what you're trying to get from those moments is like similar to a photo shoot. Yeah. And I think with, well, one, like when you were describing like the study of like humans and connection, like that is just, that's acting right at its like purest most lovely form when it's done incredibly well is Mm -hmm. like being able to study the other person and get out of who you are and you know make them look good or you know like bring (laughs) them into the light and have those unpredictable golden moments like you were saying right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wonder with with photography and filmmaking, and I guess it's just anything creative. There is, yeah, the technical aspect of like learning what a wide shot is, learning where the light is, learning how to like work a DSLR camera. But I really think, and this is something that I know my like logical science brain has kind of struggled with. Like, I feel like there is like an innate ability to be an artist and to capture other people in film and on in photos that I don't know if you can learn. Like, what do you (laughs) think about that? Do you feel like there's like, there's like an innate ability to just see the world differently? I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I completely agree with that because it's interesting for me because in the photography world, 
there's a lot of people who are really into the gear. You know, they're really into like the cameras and the lenses and the setup. And I'm going to get this perfect. And um, they're very technical photographers. And I like totally respect and admire the work they do. I, however, am not a technical photographer. I am a 100% people person. And I remember thinking, okay, so I started my photography business in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, um, sorry. And a lot of people in the Bay Area are into different hobbies that they may even invest a lot of money in. So I would have clients come to photo shoots with expensive cameras, like sometimes as nice as mine, just they're hobbyists. They have it. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like they have the equipment that I have. And it was a little intimidating. And then I realized they don't have the people skills that I have. And you know, connecting with humans and helping them feel comfortable. And you understand this as a podcast host, pulling out of people what you need and helping them relax and feel comfortable is a skill set that you can't train as well. Mm-hmm. And and I know that I'm good at that. I know that I'm like, can help people like relax and have mm-hmm. a good time. And, um, I 100% see that connection with photography and filmmaking and even being like a scene partner with anyone. Mm -hmm. It's like those in-between moments and every actor is different in how they want to engage and process on set. But those in-between moments and building that chemistry is, I think it's pretty important. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I've had a ton of experience with that. With all different types of people. And I do think that that is a, a skill that maybe people can try to simulate from seeing other people. But I think it is a skill that's hard to teach or, or learn. Totally. And I am relating it to my medical career. I remember one of my mentors saying to me, like, you can teach anyone to be a doctor. You can. You can teach anyone the science. Like, you can teach anyone mm-hmm. anything. But what you can't teach are some of the like innate social skills and the ability to help people relax. You can teach some, they call them the soft skills in in medicine, Uh, (laughs) right? Like the hard skills are like, let me tell you how to like titrate this dose of insulin, but like the soft (laughs) skills of, you know, we do have, we did have classes on it on like empathy and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. It, I think it is, it is tough. I think there is. And I mean, it's not like it's a necessary thing for people in their jobs to have because there are like jobs in this world where you don't need to be that type of person. Thank goodness we're all unique. But (laughs) yeah, what I'm curious about is with the camera and you behind it and then now in front of it, I would wonder what would be tricky for me would be now not having the like wall that's there. And now you're in front of this lens that's stealing your soul and the (laughs) vulnerable, the vulnerability, right? Like now Mm -hmm. you have to be like so vulnerable as an actor. Was that Mm -hmm. tough of a, uh, was that a tough transition? Was that an exciting transition? What's that been like? Um, that's a great point. And I do think 
one of the things that's challenging as an actor is to be so raw, right? We have to get down to our very core of our humanity and find the deep connections with the characters that we're playing. And I think even though I focus as a photographer on finding the most authenticity I can with people, um, there's still a projected image of, you know, we're still looking for happy. We're still looking for um, beauty, like our best moments in a photo shoot and acting is all the moments. Um, And I think for me, um, exploring, be learning to be comfortable in that vulnerability has been the most challenging and rewarding um, process that I've ever experienced. I think that, um, gosh, I was thinking about this prepping for your for this moment. And I was thinking acting requires you to face any type of human blocks that, that we all have things that we're scared to face within ourselves. And gosh, I just, I just think that that's profound. It's, um, I think the journey in acting has made me feel more, richly and fully human than I've ever felt before. Mm. So I don't know if there's a better thing that we could experience (laughs) to be honest. I don't, I don't know. And so I think that that's more than just the photography flip between from behind to in front of the camera. But I do think it's just been a journey that's been so rewarding for me. Um, And I hope, I hope that's, that's something that resonates with all actors. And I think the the friends that I have in the industry, definitely, we all are like, wow, we get to feel the deepest aspects of our soul and our being in ways that a lot of humans never explore or attempt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's profoundly different in that way. And then it's me, you know, I'm not in control as much as like behind the camera. I'm more in control and I don't have to think about what I'm doing or how I'm looking or anything like that when I'm behind the camera. And honestly, acting in front of the camera should be the same, you know, not thinking about how I'm looking or, you know, it's like that, that, um, that constant conflict we have as actors, we need to be fully present and, and in knowledge of what of where we are and, you know, our blocking and our marks and our lighting and our scene partner and all of that. But also we need to have this wild abandon of um, letting go of like how we're being perceived or (laughs) the way we look, you know? It's so so much. And it's been like, it's so much and it's so much that people I think who aren't in the industry, like you're saying, it's tough to, it's tough to explain it to people who mm-hmm. aren't in it. It's tough mm-hmm. to explain the feeling and the joy and the being 
terrified beyond words. And I remember my, one of my like earliest acting coaches said that acting is having a private moment in an extremely public space. And I got, we were chatting earlier about the play that I just wrapped. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us, I don't know if you're the same, like we're taught growing up, oh, you're sad. Oh, you're mad. Go to your room, cry it out, Mm -hmm. hide the emotion. Mm-hmm. from a very for me from a very loving place from very loving parents right mm-hmm. and i even in some of the plays that i some of the shows that i did that i just finished i would i there was a scene where i had to like sob mm-hmm. and it took every power to not turn my whole body away from the audience and be like don't let them see. But being like, no, Janet, this is great. Turn this way. Let them see it. <laughs> it's just that ingrained, deep, deep down childhood yeah. lesson that mm-hmm. is, you know, you're feeling all the feels, hide it from the world. Um, totally. Did you, like, do you experience that? And if so, do you have any advice for how you've kind of overcame that? Or even just advice in general for all the things that you have to do in front of the camera now. Wow. That's, that's the lifelong journey, right? All like right. trying to, <laughs> trying to find this thing. No pressure. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is like, this is the beauty of this endeavor as well as like, it can take the rest of our lives. Like we Thank cannot God. get to the bottom of this, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, it's so rewarding to me. Um, I don't know if I have advice or answer. I know I can share my experience. You know, I can share like one of the ways I would explain it is like, we all have different emotions or interactions with other humans that make us really uncomfortable. I am someone who has in my lifetime been, you know, conflict averse. Mm -hmm. So that's a great example. I think that because of, you know, the way I'm built, the environment I grew up in, like I, I get stressed when people are like really going at it. Um, and, uh, because of that in my adulthood, like I generally have like pretty calm, like my fights with my husband would don't sound like fights to other people. My kids are like, Oh my God, you guys argue about the dumbest things. (laughs) But, um, but I think that, you know, I can be a calm person when I'm fighting generally. So trying to figure that piece out as a human being, like where is my, what is my comfort level with my own anger? And I do think it's been a healthy journey for me as a, just a human to like know that anger is okay, that it needs to come out that like, um, has to have like an exit. (laughs) Um, and then taking that into acting, you know, it's like, oh gosh, it's just so complex, right? Um, and I think that um, as we move forward, as I've moved forward in this, like seeing those blocks as what I call them, whether it's like discomfort or things that we'd rather avoid in our human experience, um, don't have to be avoided in our acting experience. And um, the beauty is that 
so often we can explore them through other people's stories. That's such a gift. You know, I don't have to think I'm going to explore anger. And so I'm going to walk around my house and just like tear everyone apart because I just want to like see what that feels like. Um, as an actor, I can see what that feels like in a really very real way through a character that I'm working on. Um, and get that out in the scene. And I think in a way just become more, um, accepting of that in myself. I don't know. I'm, have you felt that like, I feel like every character I play in a way becomes a part of me. Mm. Um, it's like I take, because I do so much work and I think we all do so much work in finding that person within us. And I think that there's almost like this home that they have in mm-hmm. us after taking that journey with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I love this topic and I love this conversation. It's making my mind spin. Like I think, <laughs> I, I think just like, yeah, just the, the permission to be more fully human is what mm-hmm. I think acting is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Okay. The other thing. So empathy and acceptance, like I think acting helps us grow in empathy and grow in acceptance towards all people. That's how it's been for me. It's like my, you know, our, our tendencies towards being judgmental, like come down when you have to like be another human, you know? And we all think that we all, justify all of our behaviors, right? Like, so everything we think and do, we're like, well, I just was a jerk just now because I'm super tired and, you know, I'm handling a lot. So of course I was like that. And then someone else would do the same behavior and they're like, they have no self-control and like what a self-absorbed person they are, you know? (laughs) But I think when you're acting, you find the reasons for the behavior, the reasons for the idea, the reasons for the justifications that we all Mm -hmm experience in our own lives. And I think knowing, giving other humans the benefit of the doubt is like the path that acting puts us on. Mm. Yeah. Cause you, we can never judge the characters that we're playing. Cause then it won't be, it won't be authentic yeah. at all. Right. Like you have to justify yeah. everything that your character is saying and doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think One of the things that I love so much that brings me so much joy in acting is the character development process. Mm. Like I do like a deep dive, even if it's like (laughs) a two, because it's like, why not? I love doing it. Mm -hmm. I did it for a two line Hallmark movie character. I did because why not like this right. is the thing that brings so much joy to my life. <laughs> you know, this is my, my job. I'm getting paid to do it. Just go full in because like exactly what you were saying, here's a character that is not me, but I get to put on her, <laughs> put on her skin as creepy as that sounds. Just like, yeah, just like try <laughs> it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it is, I agree with you. It's hard to put into words 
yeah. that feeling. Because it feels a little almost like naughty. Because you're like, mm-hmm. I get to put, like you're saying, risk it all and say the things and feel the things and do the things that I wouldn't do as Janet Dr. McMorty. Right. But I get to do in front of the camera. And I don't like using the word therapeutic because that kind of like pathologizes it all. But uh-huh. man, sometimes it, it just feels good to just like let her rip, you know? And Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have this weird thing, Janet, where I, I think like I always love to cry to when I'm watching a, a show or a movie and I cry, I'm like, this feels like a really healthy purge because it's not about my real life or anyone I really know. It's just me being lost in the imagination of the story. And I'm like, we get to get that emotional. I cry. And then it's like, I can walk away and go to bed or whatever. Oh my and God, I, I love that. <laughs> Like, why not cry about a different story than you? We have enough to cry about in our real life. You know what? I cry in everything, and I've never thought about it that way. And I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I think in a small, and it's not a super, like, deep connection, but I think acting can be like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you get to feel all the feelings of somebody else's life. Yeah. And then... You know, at the end of the day, like close the book and go to your life Mm -hmm. and be like, everything's perfect here. I don't have to feel any of that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think that's where I think, I know, again, a broad generalization, but having talked to so many people who've had different careers than acting and are now enjoying the acting process, Mm -hmm. I find that. Not everyone, but for me personally, and a lot of people I've chatted to, they're able to do that work to flip Mm -hmm. into character, embody the character, live in the world of the character, whatever way, shape or form that is. And then because they are usually older and more life experienced, therapist, whatever, they're able to extract themselves out of it. Like you said, in a healthy way, close Mm. the book healthily. And go on with their lives and be back Mm -hmm. into Janet and Katie, right? Right. Where I think, I know for me personally, if I had gone the route of like theater school and just knowing who I was and like the time frame that a lot of people go to theater school in their late late teens, early 20s, I think I would have really struggled with trying to find that divide between character and human. Um, Yeah. uh, What do you think? I think for sure, because I think so much of it is about knowing yourself. Yeah. And I have said multiple times, I'm really glad that I didn't fall into this in my twenties because I just did not know myself. And I was very, even though people thought of me as being mature and grounded and all of that, like looking back, I'm like, no, I'm so much more grounded now. And I think just, yeah, just like knowing the richness of life, having the fullness of experience um, through all of those years, you have so much to draw from. And maybe because of that, you're able to like flip between um, story and real life in a different way Mm. because you have experienced so much of life. 
But for me, it's also, there's just like a, so I think about my life and I'm like, my life is rich and full. I am not desperate for this. And I definitely um, don't have like, I don't need it to feel good about myself, if that makes sense. Um, of course I want it and I fall into the whole thing of comparison and, you know, um, competition, all of the things that we all struggle with as actors, you know, wanting to book and then not book, you know. Um, but at the same time, like at the end of the day, I like know how many options life can hold. And um, yeah, I just have so much to draw on, draw from in life. And, um, that just gives you a different type of confidence and groundedness, I think, yeah. approaching this career. Mm-hmm. And this career is not for the faint of heart. Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Don't and you love like, what is wrong with all me. of us? <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, like, I think there, yeah. And it's not for the faint of heart and it's not for like the sprinters, right? Cause it's mm-hmm. such a long, like it, it, it's such a long haul. And it's, it's a struggle because there is so many feels. (laughs) And I think one thing, and I know I've said this before in this podcast, and I've said, I've said this before in this podcast, is one thing (laughs) that I found really helpful for me was saying to myself, I'm an actor now, and I will be for the rest of my life in whatever way, shape or form that looks. Through sickness and in health, I will be an actor. I'm committing to it. Forever. Because it brings me joy. It brings me sadness. Mm. It brings me rage. It brings me anger. Mm. It brings me like, but I'm going to do it forever. If I make $5, if I make $0, if I'm just acting in the shower, who cares? And that was for me a real like, take the backpack off load. Mm -hmm. Being like, okay, Mm -hmm. it took the pressure off because it's like, there's no more time frame and there's Mm. no rush. And I mean, mm-hmm. you get all philosophical about like life and whatever, but I know I definitely had that fear of like, I'm getting into this too late in life and I need to rush, 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 rush because it's time is ticking by and I'm getting older. Like, no, just you're doing it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. That is absolutely beautiful and so soothing. Um, yeah. You know, because I do think there people are always going to be like gatekeepers and naysayers and fierce slingers. <laughs> I, I, I think that, um, you know, there's nothing like taking on a new career that is in front of the whole world and the way the world measures success that I'm putting in quotes because I don't agree with it is fame and money mm-hmm. in this career. And it's just not true. I mean, you think about the people you've worked with and the actors you've come across that we've all come across that are just phenomenal and they're doing their, their love, you know, they're doing their creative work with like deep passion and deep commitment and nobody knows anything about them mm-hmm. and they're not wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that, um, yeah, like I think that it is, it's a profound journey. And I do think, like you said, it's not a sprint, but it's a long haul journey 
um, it's backpacking across America or something <laughs> like that. Um, because yeah, I definitely felt that like I have no time to lose. I've definitely said that, um, multiple times. I've almost like I've got to catch up or something. Yeah. Um, and I do think part of that is my driving commitment to when I decide to do something, I really want to go all in and I want to give it a strong go. But I think you're very right about um, knowing that you're going to do it in one way or another. The rest of your life is such a beautiful um, description of your commitment to the work. And, and I think that it's also so helpful because the way the industry works, like you can have like a wildly successful year, year, years, and then you can have feel like radio silence for years. And you see that with people's careers um, all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, figuring out how do I keep this marriage, so to speak, alive? Yeah. If I'm if I'm committed to this um endeavor, career, creative outlet, however you want to call it, um, how do I keep it alive for me and, and keep it going regardless of the externals? And that's the hard part. It's like yeah. not having external validation all the time to the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Internal checks. Oh. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> has there been anything that has surprised you about the industry since slipping into it, putting on this backpack? <laughs> yes. I think that because I've started my own business and like think of myself as an entrepreneur, um, it's been interesting to feel like in some ways it's like right aligned to everything you would do to start a business, right? You've got to like figure out the way the business works, like get your materials together. You have to like jump through the hoops for marketing and PR and connections and referrals and all of those things. And then in, in those ways, it's very much like things you do to make your career move forward. And at the same time, it's, feels like starting my photography business felt so much easier in a lot of ways. Like I felt like I could kind of control getting clients. I don't know. It just feels like this industry, like so many, the power is in so many other people's hands Mm -hmm. as far as bookings go. And it's not necessarily about your skill or your, the quality of your work. Um, it's just more subjective than that. And, you know, so I think just again, like what we were just saying, honestly, has been the biggest surprise about it. It's like redefining what success means. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to figure out how you know, the, the business side to it, the money side to it, like trying to figure out how to move forward with something that I want to be like a full-time occupation. I am a hundred percent preoccupied with it all of the time. So how can I fund this, um, is the question. And that's just trickier than, than starting a business from scratch. Um, 
But I do think that my endeavors with filmmaking and going to class have been like the two, the things that make me feel like you said, like, I'm going to be doing this. So how do I have, how can I, um, there's always that challenge in life of like letting go of what you can control and controlling what you can. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about this career, I think, well, what can I control? Like, how can I do the things I love? And being in class consistently, hundred percent. Like I'm like, that is the joy. That is like the work. Like I get to put up scenes and like hone out in on a craft and do it for the play, you know, getting to play and like getting to experience and all of that. Um, and then I think dipping my toes into the filmmaking water <laughs> the filmmaking pond or lake or whatever has been an amazing experience as well. Um, because it gives, it, it allows me to know, know, okay, well I can create work for myself mm. and that's mind blowing. Um, and has been a highly rewarding experience for me. So yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought, but I think uh, this career is challenging in that way of like the, the, the pieces that aren't in our hands. Um, but getting to like, remember what we can control and, and, and keeping it internal for the, um, the validation piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's wild, man. It's like, uh, just, just doing this again in front of everyone, like all of our friends and family are watching what we're doing. And I think, I think it brings up a lot of fear for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, I hope they, I hope they actually do something that we feel proud of <laughs> you know, versus like, you know what I mean? Like yes. you feel like everyone's waiting in the wings for you to to be good enough or to be like something they can brag on. And, oh my gosh, it's like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, it's just so vulnerable. It's vulnerable in the acting work and it's vulnerable in the career path. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so visible. Yeah. And it's, when you were saying that, I was thinking about, the pressure I put on myself with this play I just finished because mm-hmm. it was a lot of people's first time seeing me act. <sighs> and yes. even though there was no pressure put on me externally, nobody mm-hmm. said anything. Nobody came up and was like, this is the first time I'm seeing you act. It better be good. Otherwise, what a waste of time. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't come <laughs> at all. No. Right. But it's the pressure we put on ourselves being like, they're going to see me act. If I don't do a good job, they're going to be like, told you so. Shouldn't have done yeah. that. But yeah. nobody is saying that. If anything afterwards, like even if I was terrible, they're still like, you did it. You did it. Yeah. It's just what yeah. a weird internal <laughs> issue for something that, again, I think that there's no external pressure, but we just think there is. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, I don't know about you, but like when I first started acting, people were like, well, can I go, can I go to the, can I be a red carpet date? Like in the very beginning. And I'm like, no, yeah, no pressure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. Sure. And of course I'm like, yeah, of course I'll be there. We'll be there. Right. We'll be there. But also like, 
Okay. So you, that's your expectation for this career for me. <laughs> yeah. They were like, what have you um, done? What have you been in? What have you been mm-hmm. in? What have you been in? Have I seen you? Have I seen you? Oh, what have I seen you in? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You're an actor. What have I seen you in? I'm like, I don't know what you watch. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have come to the the play. Did you see me in the play? Yeah, no, no. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You've seen me in so much. <laughs> Speaking of stuff you've done, do you have mm-hmm. any uh, like favorite, memorable, funny on set stories? Oh on my stage, gosh. on sets, in class story. Gosh, so many. Let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that. Oh man. Probably what's standing out in my mind the most is the most recent play that I did. Um, and it's only funny because, well, there's a couple, there is a really funny play. It's called Don't Dress for Dinner. And I played the role of Suzanne. I'm going to say this because, um, having kids and like jumping into acting as a second career with mostly teenagers in the household. <laughs> Talk about, I mean, who doesn't want their mom to like try to be in the limelight all of a sudden with, when you're also a teenager, very much more concerned with your own world. But um, in this play, um, there's a part where Suzanne comes out in lingerie Um and it was so funny. My husband would come with my kids to the show. And the first the first kid that came, I was like, oh, just so you know, so you're not thrown off. Like, I come out in lingerie. Like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable or whatever. And um, he was like, okay. And then afterward, he's like, you stressed me out so much when you said that. Because I thought it was going to be like, he thought it was going to be like, bikini or something like super skimpy you know like teeny tiny like I was like no I told you it covered more than a bathing suit but but he just had like a a different image anyway it was just funny having that conversation with all of the kids and like my my youngest I said um was that uncomfortable or did what did you think and he was or maybe my husband asked him that and he was like, I was more worried about you, dad. Like, what did you think about that? Oh. <laughs> I, was just like, I was so tickled by the whole thing. Oh <laughs> just them gosh. processing, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's always a little um, interesting to be like, what do they think about this whole world and stuff? And I, they're very, very proud of me and very, my family is incredibly supportive, but it is a funny time in life, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, mom's now becoming more and more public in her work, you know, which as a teen is interesting. So, yeah, I've tried, it's funny, like just coming up next this, like this week coming, I, um, I've been interviewing uh, the women who I got to share stage with, um, about like a year ago. It was the first play I did since high school. And one of them, it was her first time being on stage since becoming a mom and her kids are teenagers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they all came to the show and her husband had experience like seeing her on stage when back in the day when they were newly married, newly dating, no kids. But this was the first time her kids were seeing her on stage. And she said afterwards, like the looks on their faces were just, she's like, I wish I had a camera. Like they were just kind (laughs) of like, Oh my God, that's, that's our, that's our mom. That's our, that's our mom. That's our our mom. Like what? And it, yeah. So that's, it's got to be such an interesting experience. I think 
especially if they are, or do they perform at all? Your kids are they um, actors? My oldest has done theater and performance. Yeah. And then um, another one of them is the, both he and my daughter are also um, singers. So like, oh, cool. you know, and she also has a dance background. So definitely they've been in the performance world. Um, yeah in that regard. But I think, you know, how you get older and you realize your, your parents are actually human beings, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. with aspects of themselves that you had no idea about. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think maybe the kids just get a little more uh, earlier in, in intro into that (laughs) than (laughs) than others do, (laughs) but for sure. Like, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, kids. Mom's not going to be bored once you leave the house. There you go. Right. She's not going to be sitting around like quilting. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> Is there yeah. anything that you are looking forward to coming up? Um. Yeah. For sure. I. Um. I mean, I think all of it. <laughs> I think. Um. I. I just. I took a little break from class, my acting class, and um, just got back into my class this past week. And I think putting up my scene, I was just like, this is, this is the sauce of all of this. This is where the joy is like getting to play, getting to perform and letting go of like, again, the external validation and just knowing in me, like, that felt like in the pocket or that felt like I know how I can work on this, you know, just that, that the fact that this work is never done, like even you just wrapped your play. And I, if you're at all like me and I'm going to guess you are, you're probably thinking about like things you would like to do differently or like new things you just discovered on the last night, you know, it's over. Yeah. It's so hard. I mean, because the work is, yeah, you could keep going. Um, so, so there's that aspect of, I'm looking forward to just always digging into the work. Um, but then on a personal, like more specific level, um, oh gosh, I don't, I have like, you know, an episodic that just came out. I have a feature film that we filmed last year that's supposed to come out this year. I can't wait for that. Um, also, um, going to be working on turning my short film that I made in 20, 2020, I'm going to turn it into a feature because, um, it has done so well and it's really touched a nerve. So I'm looking forward to that with fear and trepidation, trepidation, like just the same way that you'd be looking forward to like trying to climb Mount Everest or something. (laughs) That's how it feels to me. I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is going to be an outstanding adventure. And I'm super scared and very excited. Um, But yeah, so yeah, there's so much ahead that I can't wait for. But yeah, it's. That's awesome. Do you have any final words of wisdom? Let's see. Um, I, I, I think that the biggest thing, one of the questions that you had mentioned in your list was about um, advice for people like changing careers, midlife or whatever, or switching to acting. And I just, the thing that resonates a lot is just to not listen to other people. (laughs) 
as much as possible. There, there are always going to be the few standouts that are super supportive and incredibly encouraging from the very beginning. But in my experience, most people project their own fears onto you or do the gatekeeping thing where they talk about scarcity or, you know, the odds of it not working. Um, and I just don't think we have to receive those things from other people. Um, because nobody knows like life is short and it's all this giant. When you think about the enormity of this world and our tiny planet, like moving around in this universe, none of that matters. Like taking a risk starts to feel like not a risk at all. When you think about the enormity of the, the world that we live in and the universe that we exist in and how insignificant in some ways, a giant risky leap in our life really is. Because it's like, why wouldn't it happen? You know, like we all like talk about how it's not likely or we like think about the scarcity of things. But like, honestly, there's, I don't know. I just think like, there's not that much of a risk. Go for it. Like the worst thing that could happen is it not work out and like, in the end, how big of a deal is that? Like failure is where we learn and pivot and like become stronger. And yeah. So I, yeah, I think that, um, we were talking about acting being like something that brings us richness of life and helps us feel more fully human. And I think, those risks are included in that, like switching careers. Um, so I don't know how concise that was, but, um, those are my parting thoughts. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And thank you, Katie, for being my guest this week. Thank you for getting up so darn early and bringing your joyful, coffee-fueled energy to our conversation. I am so glad we met each other. I'm so excited to stay in touch with you. Everyone go follow Katie on social media. I'll put her social media links in the show notes. She's absolutely delightful in social media. She does TikTok dances. She's learning how to tap dance. She'll just bring you joy in a world that is literally on fire, a dumpster fire. I hope you will all tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors, our one-year anniversary episode. Oh my god. I hope you'll tune in. Bye. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Bye!